Hello, I'm Pam Burrows, People Booster, here to cheer you up, calm you down and help you not go pop. Welcome to the Burnout Buster podcast to help you shed the stress. Today, we're going to explore what goes on in your head when you're talking to yourself, which may sound like something worrying, but it's actually something that happens all of the time. Before we have a look at that, let's start to let go. And we're going to do something now that we did in episode seven, if you've uh, listened to episode seven. And we're going to do something called the lion breath. And it's a really good way to let go of frustration, anger, confusion, overwhelm, anything that just feels like it's filling your head with stuff you don't need. And basically, you breathe in through your nose, nice long breath, and you breathe out through the mouth while sticking your tongue out as far as it will go and making your eyes really, really wide. So imagine New Zealand rugby players doing the hacker at the start of a rugby match. That's the kind of face we're going for. It's as if you're trying to scare away the lions and just kind of release anything you might have going on. Now, if you're in a public place while you're listening to this, you may want to just deep breathe and that's fine. And you can just imagine in your mind's eye what it would be like to do the lion's breath. But as soon as you can do that in a place where people won't look at you completely askance, um, then then have a go and just see how you feel because it really can shift our emotions and basically change the chemicals that are going on in your mind and body. So I'm going to do this four times and I hope that you're in a position to do it with me. So we're taking in a deep breath through the nose and then... Keep that breath going for as long as you can with the tongue as far out as it will go. Okay, three more. And then just sit for a moment. You might find you're a little bit dizzy after all of that deep breathing. You might find, like me, that your throat's gone a bit dry. I'm just going to take a drink. That's better. And just notice how you feel. Now, we only did a few of those, but if you do it for a few minutes and just roll with it, you'll find afterwards that it really is like having had a bottle brush to your brain and uh, just washed out some of the stuff you don't need. So it's a really great way of letting go. It's called the Lion Breath. If you have a look for Pam Burrow's People Booster on YouTube, you can find me demonstrating it there. And weirdly, of all my breathing techniques, it's the one that gets the most, most hits. Now, I like to think that that's because it's a very effective technique demonstrated in a rather professional way. I suspect, however, it's because it's funny to watch and I do look a bit ridiculous (laughs) with my tongue out. Uh, But anyway, moving on, let's not worry about that. Let's have a look at this idea of talking to yourself. So we're talking about talking about talking to yourself and Let's admit it, it's something we do all of the time, even if we're not doing it out loud, although that's okay too. 
we do it all of the time without realising it. Now, let me ask you a question. What was your reaction the last time you stubbed your toe, dropped something, forgot something, said the wrong thing, thought you hadn't done a good job, um, sent an email, forgot to put the attachment on it and then had to send another email saying, sorry, I forgot the attachment. Um, The last time something went a bit awry. And I want you to just think about what happened in your head as that happened. Were you cross with yourself? Were you frustrated, disappointed, upset? I will bet a lot of the time when those things happen, you criticize yourself and you might not even notice it. It might not be a full sentence of, I can't believe I was so stupid. It might be something as quick as a roll of the eyes or, you know, you slap your forehead with a face palm. Can you believe we even have a a term for it, a face palm? It's, you know, beating yourself up saying, oh, that wasn't good enough. Or how stupid am I? So just noticing when you're doing that is the first stage towards what is the C of my care model. And it's C for compassion. Now, the care model, just to be clear, isn't um, just a nice way to live or some good ideas or all about positive thinking. The care model came from me noticing when I was helping people who were frazzled, burnt out, really struggling with their mental and physical and emotional health. There were four key things that they were doing that was um, getting them in a worse and worse situation. So turning those things on their heads, realizing what techniques I had in my toolkit that helped in each of those four areas was what formed the care model. And the C is for compassion, but it's very specific. It's not just being nice to other people. It's compassion in your own mind. It's about being kind in your mind. When you start to notice how you speak to yourself and think about, would you ever speak to other people in that way as often and as sometimes uh, violently as you speak to yourself, then we start to realize how that might be impacting. Now, one of the things that's really important that we may not even realize is that while you're busy beating yourself up, you're raising the stress chemicals in your body. So there's more adrenaline, there's more cortisol, and the body isn't able to do the things it needs to do for maintenance and for calm and for concentration and even creativity. So those stress levels have been heightened due to the the way that you're speaking to yourself. Plus, it affects your ability to realize your capabilities and your level of resilience. So let's imagine you've spent the day having a go at yourself, face palming, beating yourself up, criticizing, thinking that's not good enough yet, it's not perfect, or I haven't done enough today, or oh God, I'm distracted again, or I fell into the trap of that addiction to my phone, or I've eaten too many sweets or drunk too much beer or wine. If you spend a lot of time doing that, and then you go to sleep, well, firstly, you're going to sleep really restlessly because You've got all of that going on in your head. But you're going to wake up and let's say the next day you wake up and it's a really important day. You've got a lot to do, something very important to do, something where your performance really matters. You're likely to wake up that morning thinking, 
I'm going to fail or this is going to be rubbish or, you know, something negative like that based on the day before's experiences, the, the evidence that you're basing it on. So it's likely then that you go into that very important day already feeling like you're on the back foot, that you're imagining how badly it might go. All of those things are going on. It's going to mean that, again, you're raising the stress levels because now you're panicking about not doing a good job. Your heart's starting to race. You're probably breathing a little bit shallow. The teeth become clamped. The tongue's stuck to the roof of the mouth. The brain starts to buzz and get busy, and um, but not with the right things, just kind of imagining all of the things that could go wrong. And so in that state, not only are you... Um, carrying on from the bad day from the from the day before but also you are perhaps almost self-sabotaging whatever this important thing is you're doing that day because you're not in your best mindset your your best self to be able to be creative and solve problems and all the things you need to do so when we start to notice how we're speaking to ourselves we can make a decision we can say right okay is this helpful or isn't it now if you are a sort of person who looks for problems because you want to solve them, that you look for how things could be better. You might be thinking to yourself right now, well, yeah, I need to criticize myself. I'm not going to pretend everything's fine. I'm not going to pretend I'm already brilliant because then I can't make it even better. But here's the thing. If you were helping, let's say it's a child, a child who wants to learn how to do something, would you keep tearing them off a strip when they get it wrong or would you show them which bits are right and help them to build on that so here's the example I often use when I'm doing a workshop when my my um when my godson Isaac was learning to walk he was a little bit wobbly on his feet he was holding on to the furniture and we knew any day now he's going to take those first steps now when he did take those first steps he was a little bit bow-legged. He was a little bit wobbly. He was a little bit excited because we were all cheering and uh, going a bit mad. He took one step, felt so chuffed with himself, took another step, but then got so excited and overawed, he fell blump straight on his bum. Now, did we at that point say, yay, Isaac, two steps? Or did we say, well, that was blooming stupid. Look, you're clearly no good at that. You fell down and have a bit of a go at him. Of course, the second option didn't happen. But you do that to yourself all the time. Why would we have focused for Isaac on the yay, yay, two steps to make him feel good, to make him realize what success looks like and to make him realize what it was we wanted him to do again? Now, let me leave that story there for a moment and tell you about a footballer that I did some work with who had been taking an important penalty, but had caught the toe of his boot in the grass as he took the shot. He missed the shot. And then each time after that, that he was taking any kind of penalty or free kick, something that um, the kind of pressure was on him alone, he kept thinking to himself, I hope I don't catch my toe in the grass. Now, what's he saying? What's he picturing? How is he feeling? Well, first off, he's bringing up the feelings of a failure, He's imagining the look, the feel, the sensation of catching his toe in the grass. So actually, it's almost like he's practicing how to do that again. 
And he's beating himself up. So all of those things are conspiring, actually, to make him fail over again. So coming back to Isaac and his two steps, we're focusing on what we want him to do, not what we don't want him to do. So if you're trying to improve something, if you're looking at work that you've done and you want to get better at it, then yes, you might look for the mistakes, but stop right there. You look for a mistake, you think, what's the good thing I need to build on so that I don't make that mistake again or to make that part of it better? And to get yourself into that state that Isaac was in, which is, I know how to do this now. I know what it is I need to do next time. That's the, that's the, um, the resourceful state, as we say in NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. We say we want to be in a resourceful state. When you are thinking about what you've done well and what you'd like to do again, then you are tapping into your resources. And you've probably heard me talk before about when you get nervous and you get stressed, it's as if all the, the library of brain that you have, it's as if all the doors slam shut. So when the stress levels rise, those doors slam shut. So in an exam or an interview, you can't access the right answer. Immediately come out of the exam or the interview, ping, 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 all the doors fly open. And you go, ah, oh, maybe you do a face palm, you beat yourself up. Oh, I can't believe I didn't think of that at the time. It was so simple. I knew that. What was wrong? And of course, what was wrong was the raising of the stress chemicals, which slammed all those doors shut. You come out, the stress levels go down, you feel relieved, you breathe out. Ah, that out breath being the most relaxing one and ping, ping, ping. All the doors open and of course you knew the answer the whole time. You just couldn't access it. So what we really want to do when we're trying to make improvements, when we want something to be better, when we want to grow as a person, then we need to focus on what we do do well and giving ourselves a bit of a pat on the back when we do so. So the C for compassion from the care model is about how you speak to yourself and to do that with kindness or at the very least, some neutral, fact-based stuff. So you can look at what went right, what went wrong, how you want to move on, and what you need in order to move on. Because all of that negativity is going to hold you back. It's almost like, you know, if, you, if you're beating yourself up, you're giving yourself a dang hard time, and then you expect yourself to go into an interview or an exam or an important meeting or make a presentation or write a report or get creative with that going all of that going on all of that negativity going on it's like driving with the handbrake on and trust me it's difficult and it can get a bit smelly as well when you hear the brakes burning so let's take the handbrake off let's say let's move forward with the positivity noticing what you're good at and what you're building on on those two steps that went well that's what we really want. So hopefully you've got the hang of this now, the principle at the very least. Now, don't go running away with the mixer and thinking that you've got to never, ever criticize yourself and totally police the thoughts in your head. Because trust me, having worked with this principle for a very long time, it's really hard to do it all of the time. You will find yourself beating yourself up. Now, little health and safety warning we need to be careful of is that you don't notice that you're beating yourself up like, 
oh, I can't believe I dropped the last egg. And you give yourself a hard time. Then you realize you're giving yourself a hard time. And then you give yourself a hard time for giving yourself a hard time. So you beat yourself up for beating yourself up. Can you see how it's a bit of a no-win situation? You're just raising stress level after stress level. So if you notice you're beating yourself up, the first thing to do, like pretty much everything that I talk about, is take a breath. (sighs) Let go of the tension. Let go of your shoulders. Let go of the tension in your jaw. Let go of the tension in your neck and just breathe. And then think, okay, that's what's happened. What do I need to do now? And you just give yourself the kind of leeway that you would give others, the kind of kindness that you would show to somebody else. And let's face it, if you actually take a moment to breathe, you will probably realize that you're tired, overwhelmed, got too much to do, need to go to the loo, need some food, need to rest, need to drink water, that you'll actually start to notice the conditions in which you're operating and what you need to do to kind of rebalance and get yourself into a better frame of mind, better frame of body and, uh, you know, maybe have a little shake. You know how much I think shaking is a fab idea. So we've talked about the C for compassion, being kind in your mind. We've talked about how the opposite of that can lead to burnout because we question our resilience, we question our competency and our confidence. We keep pushing on, trying to make things better and better and we get busier and busier when actually we just need to stop and take stock and be kind to ourselves and um, recharge the batteries, feed ourselves, hydrate ourselves, whatever it might be. But what can we do instead? And here's the technique for this particular episode. And the technique is called an affirmation. I'm sure you've heard of those before. Now, affirmations can seem a bit sickly, like I'm fabulous. I'm the number one. And um, (laughs) sorry about the American accent. But uh, we do kind of think of that as a bit cheesy and kind of motivational and those kinds of things. But actually what we're doing is we're swapping the script. We're changing the script for something that's more useful and more positive for ourselves. And it's important to choose something that resonates with you. It actually makes a difference to how you feel. You actually think to yourself, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I need to hear right now. So you might find an affirmation that is uh, what you would love a friend to say to you when you're in crisis or you've just made a mistake or you're getting stuck in on mode and you need to switch off, you need to stop working and allow yourself permission to take a rest. Think about what a best friend would say to you, somebody really supportive, what would they say to you in that moment? So that might be something like, look at how much you've already done today, you're doing the best you can. It might be, you deserve a break, you've worked very hard. It could be, it just just needs to be your choice in the positive and in the present tense. So it wouldn't be something like, uh, "Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get good at this." You need to be saying, "I am good at this. I'm doing I'm doing my very best." So it's in the present moment. It is positive. What you don't want to do is do the kind of negative affirmation like, um, 
I'm not going to be stupid today or I'm not going to be disorganized or I'll try not to be distracted today. So you've still got that negative word in there. You're making negative pictures in your head. So you want to say, I'm going to be more organized today. I'm going to be smarter today. I'm going to be more on time today. I'm going to be organized today. So it's in, it's in the, um, it's in the positive is what you want to do. And I am, I am organized. I am smart. I am going to get this finished though. So you're in the present tense. I realized, did you spot the, did you spot, did you spot the, the error there? I was saying I am going to be organized today. So I just made a little mistake myself there. We need to change that for I am. So, uh, of course I could pretend I was doing that as a demonstration, but actually it just slipped for a moment. So um, you might find it useful to write it down, put it on a post-it, stick it next to where you're working, um, put it as a screensaver in your phone, something to remind you. And then to finish off, I want to share with you something that has happened repeatedly in coaching sessions with a whole range of people from all kinds of backgrounds with all kinds of, you know, whatever issues we were working on, all kinds of different issues, different situations But something happened so many times that I thought this is not a coincidence, which was when I talked to people about how they were talking to themselves in their own heads, it was often very critical. Sometimes that was the voice of a parent or a teacher from the past, or at least the tone of it was like a teacher or a parent. And when they started to unpick that and think, what would they rather have? There were there was something which was um, a, a common ground that pretty much everybody shares. So if you think about the things that you worry about and you narrow it down to the bare bones of it, it comes down to not feeling safe and not feeling loved. So we feel fearful. Why do we feel fearful? Well, often because we are tribal by nature. And if you are rejected by the tribe, then you're unsafe. You know, in years gone by, you would have probably died had you not been welcomed around the fire uh, and given food and been a part of the, the clan or the tribe. So, so feeling safe and feeling loved, feeling appreciated and understood. Those were the two things that whatever people were talking about, when I asked them questions and we kind of unpeeled the onion, you know, we peeled it and peeled it and peeled it till we got right to the core, then feeling safe and feeling loved were the most common things that we wish for, hope for, fear not having. So if you haven't really thought of an affirmation that suits you and then you find yourself in a difficult spot where you're feeling anxious or you're feeling down, just try that one. Just repeat to yourself, I am safe, I am loved, I am safe, I am loved. Say it in different voices, say it with a bit of a sing-song tune, put a tune on and sing those words to whatever the song is. Write it down, put it places that you'll see it on a regular basis. Just keep repeating it. And no, you don't have to believe it. Just keep saying it. Because on a subconscious level, you will be hearing it And if you're doing it out loud, you get to hear it twice because you're saying it and you're hearing it at the same time. So you are safe and you are loved. 
Sometimes things in our lives aren't quite as we'd want them to be. Sometimes we've made mistakes. Maybe we've got too much to do. We've said yes to something we wish we'd said no to. There's a previous episode on saying no, so fish that out if you haven't read, if you haven't heard it. But at the end of the day, just repeating to yourself, I am safe, I am loved, will shift the way that you feel. Keep repeating it out loud if possible, inside if necessary. But it is true because aside from everything else that is going on around you, you are safe and you are very loved, even on those days when it doesn't really feel like it. And if we have never met, if I don't know you, then it is still possible for me to say, I love you, you are loved, because we are all connected on some level by the breath that we breathe, by the very fact that we are humans on this planet. We're all connected. And a little example of that, in a really difficult part of New York a few years ago, some people started to meet in a community hall to do Buddhist chanting for peace. And they chanted on a regular basis for a long time, for over a few weeks. And the crime rate in that area started to drop. There is something about putting love out there, putting out the sense of care and compassion for each other that really does change the air that we breathe. I'm choking up a bit because I feel really strongly about this and I really do want you to feel loved and to realise that, yeah, you probably do do some amazing things, but even when you don't, Even just by being there, you're already amazing. Someone truly amazing, really. You're a star. So I hope that you'll take some time after you've listened to this to just notice how you speak to yourself, to use a gentler voice and kinder words and find a way to forgive yourself just the way that you would forgive somebody else because you are precious, you are worth it. And you have a right to be here, no less than the trees and the stars. Have a look up for Desiderata, which is a beautiful piece of writing that's been around for quite a while now. And uh, that sums it up for me. You are no less than the trees and the stars. You have a right to be here. So that's all for me for this episode. I'll catch you next time. Please, um, if you feel like you'd like a little bit more then do have a look at patreon.com forward slash Pamboros and think about joining the Feel Good Club. You could feel this good every single week. Join me on level two or three of Patreon and become a member of the Feel Good Club. We're having great fun over there. And my thanks go to Val, to Mia, to Carol, to Emma, to Stacy, to Deborah, and everybody that's been involved in the work that I'm currently doing. Uh, also, have a look out for my monthly um, spa retreat. You can do a spa online. Oh, my goodness, it's so much fun. And if your team needs a little boost, then give me a shout. You can email me, pam at pamboros.com. Lots of love. Take care of your very precious self.